0: Today, we'll be covering Genie+, Plus, individual lightning lanes, virtual queues, and how to get the most out of these services during your Walt Disney World trip. Hello and welcome to the Let's Go to Disney podcast. I'm your host, Oliver. Today is Sunday, September 24th, and you're listening to Episode 3, Genie+, Plus, lightning lanes, and virtual queues explained. Before we get into today's main topic, here's what's going on in the parks right now. On the back of the Destination D23 event, Disney announced that they will be increasing their parks, experiences, and products expenditure to $60 billion over the next decade, with about $17 billion of that aimed at Walt Disney World in Orlando. This is almost double what they spent in the last decade and there's been significant additions to the domestic parks in that time. With the announcements that were made at the D23 event, this bodes well for the parks and exciting additions to come. The Disney 100 celebration officially kicked off in Epcot on September 22nd. You'll find a Platinum Mickey statue with the quote, It was all started by a mouse. There's a Mickey and Minnie meet and greet at the Imagination Pavilion and their 100th Celebration Platinum Outfits. There's an expansive mural along the walkway towards World Showcase at Epcot. It features Disney characters hidden throughout an animated version of Epcot. There will also be a special recurring light show on Spaceship Earth that will run numerous times nightly. Plus, you'll find some special Disney 100 decorations similar to what was in the parks during the Walt Disney World's 50th. These limited-time offerings will be here through December 31st, 2023. In some strange news, there was a black bear in Magic Kingdom last Monday, September 15th. The bear was spotted in a tree and triggered temporary closures of Adventureland, Frontierland, and Liberty Square. Cast members were blocking the access to these sections of the parks. Florida Fish and Wildlife were dispatched. They sedated the bear and it was relocated safely and released into the wild. My social media news feed was filled with bear-related content all week. Having said that, let's get into today's main topic. We'll be covering Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes, and Virtual Queues. I'll go over all the important details on what they are, how they work, when they can be purchased, the different uses, the costs, the differences between individual Lightning lanes, and the Lightning lanes included in Genie Plus, and I'll give you some of my favorite tips and tricks to get the most out of these services. So, Genie Plus, what is it? Genie Plus replaced the old FastPass system that was in place in the parks before the pandemic. Genie Plus was launched in Walt Disney World in October of 2021. Essentially, it is a paid service on top of the cost of your ticket, which grants you the ability to skip the standby queue at certain attractions in the parks. In the short time since its launch, it has already gone through many changes, which includes price increases and the way in which it is booked. Not so long ago, you would be able to add Genie Plus to your ticket purchase, and the cost was $15 per day across the four parks. Since then, the price has gone up steadily, and you can now only book Genie Plus the morning of your park visit, and prices usually fluctuate not only per day, but also depending on which park you're visiting. If you've been paying attention to Genie Plus over the last two years, it's actually been pretty hard to keep up with the constant changes. But I'll go over everything in its current state so that you are well prepared and knowledgeable to tackle the parks and get the most out of your hard earned dollars. So, Genie actually has services the free genie day service and the paid genie plus service if you go on the my disney experience app on the main page just below the tip board there's a button for my disney genie day assuming your park tickets are linked and you have park pass reservations made for the parks you'll be visiting during your trip you can go and use the genie service you'll click the park you'll be in and who will be with you in your party from there you can select attractions dining and extras that interest you and genie will generate a sample day for you It'll make suggestions on when you should visit certain rides and where and when to go eat at the places that may interest you. Now, huge caveat for Genie, it is optimized to make the park more efficient and to spread out the crowds and it is not necessarily the best itinerary for you and your party. I'm not saying there are no useful suggestions, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that with a little effort, you'll be able to plan a better day for you and your party. The most useful feature for Genie though is to pin the attractions you are most interested in at the top of your tip board, which will be hugely important when you try to make Genie Plus selections. I'll go deeper into that in a little bit, but long story short, My Genie Day on the My Disney Experience app is essentially a planning tool. The Genie Plus service is an add-on paid service that will allow you to skip the standby queue and enter the Lightning Lane queue for select attractions and experiences in each of the four parks. Genie Plus allows you to book the attractions that are included in Genie Plus once per day, meaning you can only book each ride one time. And to be clear, to be able to purchase and use Genie in Genie Plus, you need a Disney account and an eligible device where you'll be able to navigate the My Disney Experience app. To purchase Genie Plus, you'll go on the app's homepage where you'll see a purple band labeled Genie Plus Service, near the top just below your username. If you click on this band, it'll take you to a page with a small explanation of the service and what to expect. At the bottom, there will be a button marked Get Genie Plus Service. Once you click on it, you'll see five options. Multiple Parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. You can actually go through these steps without purchasing to give you an idea of what it will look like when you'll actually be in the parks trying to do this. The prices you see there will fluctuate based on how busy the parks are, and the more popular parks being more expensive. Like all things at Disney, when the parks are at their busiest, the prices will also be at their highest. Typically, the range is between $15 to $30 per person. It's fairly self-explanatory from there. You select which part you want to purchase Genie Plus for and which members of your party you are buying for and make your purchase from there. If you purchase multiple parks, you need park hopper tickets or an annual pass to actually be able to use Genie and in the different parks. As of right now, as I look on the app, it's 23 for multiple parks in Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios is 21 Epcot is 17 and Animal Kingdom is 15, and that's pretty much standard. Where multiple parks in Magic Kingdom will be the highest, with Hollywood Studios not far behind, Epcot and Animal Kingdom are the least expensive. You can purchase Genie Plus on the day of your park visit, beginning at midnight. Now, there is absolutely no need to purchase it at midnight. You can purchase it in the morning when you wake up. Genie Plus can sell out, but it's extremely rare. It's only happened a handful of times on the absolute busiest days. And when it did sell out, it was not first thing in the morning. It was later in the day. Having said that, I know some people will still not feel comfortable with that. So if that's you, zero judgment here, you can purchase it starting at midnight. Now, what I will say is you absolutely want to purchase it before 7 a.m. And the reason for this is because you can make your first lightning lane selection at 7 a.m. Everything happens at 7 a.m. So I'll put a pin in that for now and talk about individual lightning lanes. Individual Lightning Lanes are completely separate from Genie Plus. Think of them as different entities because they are. You can purchase Genie Plus and not purchase any individual Lightning Lanes, and the opposite is true as well. You can purchase individual Lightning Lanes but not purchase Genie Plus. Or you can purchase both. For each of the four parks, they have select attractions that are not included in Genie Plus. These rides also happen to be the most popular rides in the four parks. This is by design by Disney. So for Magic Kingdom, it's Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Tron Light Cycle Run. For Hollywood Studios, it's Rise of the Resistance. For Epcot, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And for Animal Kingdom, it's Avatar's Flight of Passage. To be clear, even if you purchase Genie+, Plus, this will not grant you the ability to access the Lightning Lane queues for these rides. If you want to skip the standby queue and enter the Lightning Lane queue for these attractions, you will have to purchase individual Lightning Lanes for them. These range in price, generally between $10 and $20. For example, today the least expensive is Seven Dwarves Mine Train at $10, and the most expensive are Tron and Rise of the Resistance at $20. These prices are per person, for a single ride-through. So for example, if you're in Hollywood Studios and you purchase Genie+, Plus. You'll be able to book lightning lanes for most attractions and shows, but if you want to skip the standby queue for Rise of the Resistance, you'd have to purchase an individual lightning lane for each member of your party that wants to skip the standby queue. Now, these are also purchased on the My Disney Experience app, again on the day that you are visiting the park. If you are a guest at one of the Disney World proper resorts, or Swan and Dolphin, Swan Reserve, Shades of Green, you'll be able to purchase individual lightning lanes starting at 7am. If you are not in a Disney Resort, you'll be able to purchase individual Lightning Lanes when the park opens. For example, if you're staying off-site and Magic Kingdom opens at 9, you'll be able to purchase at 9. This is done on the Tip Board tab on the app where you'll click on the attraction. There will be a box marked Individual Lightning Lane with a price for the day. When you click on that, it'll prompt you to choose which party members you are purchasing for and you purchase from there. Again, this also happens at 7am, unless you are staying off-site, then it's at Park Open. Another quick note for individual Lightning Lanes, you can only purchase one individual ride-through per ride, per guest, meaning you can buy an individual Lightning Lane for Guardians of the Galaxy only once, you can't buy two or three. You can, however, purchase multiple individual Lightning Lanes for different rides. For example, if you are going to Magic Kingdom. Both, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Tron Lightcycle Run have individual lighting lanes so you could buy one for each ride. Also if you are park hopping, you could purchase one for two different parks. So if you started your day in Epcot, you could purchase one for Guardians of the Galaxy and buy one for Tron Lightcycle Run for later in the day, assuming you'd be park hopping to Magic Kingdom. Now, as if these two things weren't enough, you also need to consider virtual queues. So two of the newest rides in Disney World still operate with a virtual queue system. These are Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot and Tron Lightcycle Run at Magic Kingdom. For these rides, there are only two ways to ride them, by entering the virtual queue or by purchasing an individual lightning lane. There are currently no traditional standby queues for these attractions, meaning you won't be able to go stand in line and eventually get to ride. If you didn't get in the virtual queue or you didn't purchase a lightning lane, you are not riding. The virtual queue opens up at, you guessed it, 7am each day for these attractions. Under the virtual queue tab, you can go in and set your party well before 7am so that when 7am hits, you can jump into the virtual queue right when the clock strikes 7. You can enter the virtual queue via the My Disney Experience app. It's done in almost the same way as purchasing an individual lightning lane. Under the attraction, there's a box for virtual queue. This opens up at 7 and you click into it from there. One quick thing to note here, there is a second virtual queue that opens each day at 1 p.m. So if you weren't able to get a spot in the 7 a.m. virtual queue, you will have another shot at it at 1 p.m., assuming that you're physically in the park. You can join the virtual queue at 7 from anywhere, but you must be physically in the park to join the 1 p.m. queue. Also, if you're a guest at one of the deluxe resorts, there's a third virtual queue that opens at 6 p.m., If you're a guest at a disney deluxe resort and only on nights with extended evening hours the extended evening hours are usually at epcot on mondays and magic kingdom on wednesdays and the parks stay open for an additional two hours after official park close so i know that's a lot of information realistically to have the best chance at experiencing all the attractions that you want to experience in a day the best strategy will be to combine genie plus with individual lightning lanes and virtual queues Now that we've laid out what Genie Plus, individual lightning lanes and virtual queues are and how they work, let's talk about the strategies to put all these things into action and get them working for you. Like I said before, everything happens at 7am. Before you do anything else, you'll want to open the My Disney Experience app and open the My Day tab. Here you'll have the option to hit a button marked Get Started Now with the Genie logo. This will prompt you to select a date and which park you'll be in on that day. After that, it'll prompt you for a roll call and to select who will be in your planning party for the day. Note, you will only be able to make plans for the guests with valid tickets on the day you are selecting. After this, it'll prompt you for attractions, dining, and extras. Now, this is the important part. When you select attractions, you should only select one or two attractions that you'll be selecting first for the day. So, for example, if you're at Epcot and you'll be trying for the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy first thing, You'll want to select that. You can select a second but I would advise against selecting too many as you'll want to click on the ride as quickly as possible at 7am. By selecting only one or two rides these will be pinned to the top of your tip board which will make your booking experience much smoother first thing in the morning. You'll be able to go back and update this to add different rides later but you don't need to worry about that first thing. Now this is where having more than one person booking comes in handy. I'll give you a specific example. Let's say I was trying for a virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy, a Genie Plus lightning lane for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and an individual lightning lane for Guardians of the Galaxy to ride it a second time, all at 7am. If I try to book that all myself, it can be difficult to manage all three, and more than likely I will not be successful for all. Best case scenario is I would be booking the virtual queue for Guardians right at 7am, At that exact same time my wife would be booking the first genie plus lightning lane selection for the day let's say remy's ratatouille adventure trying to get the earliest time possible then once that's done one of us can purchase the individual lightning lanes for guardians now the order of these things matter you'll want to try for virtual queues first the reason i say this is because absolutely everyone can join the virtual queue So that will absolutely be the first thing to book up. So that's priority one. I can't emphasize this enough. These boarding groups really go quickly, especially when the parks are busy. We're talking seconds here. So being ready to go exactly when the clock strikes seven is really important. Close behind that is your Genie Plus Lightning Lane. A lot of people will purchase Genie Plus and the most popular rides like Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot will also go fast and the sooner you get it in the day, the better off you'll be to maximize your Genie Plus purchase. And lastly, individual Lightning Lanes are available the longest and you can actually choose your time slot for your return time so you have a bit more flexibility there. This differs slightly from when you choose your Genie Plus Lightning Lanes which will automatically give you the earliest available return time. So assuming everything went well, you would now have a spot in the virtual queue, a lightning lane selection for Genie Plus, and a return time for your individual lightning lane. Now, how does this play into your overall day as you enter the parks and start enjoying the plans you made early in the morning? Let's explore this a little further. For your purchased individual lightning lanes, it's quite simple. You go to your attraction at the pre-selected time that you chose, when you made your purchase. If for some reason your attraction is down temporarily, you will be able to return when the ride comes back up, even if it is outside of your original return time. While this can be inconvenient for how you organize your day, it does happen. So just be mindful of that and try to do the best you can and be ready to pivot should something like that happen. Again, I know that's easier said than done. There's tons of time and energy and money that goes into planning these vacations. So when it doesn't go exactly according to plan, it can be disappointing. I get it. Trust me. For the virtual queue, when you first join in the morning, it will automatically assign you a boarding group. These groups are called in larger groups and not individually, so even though it may seem like you have a really high boarding group number, it's a range of groups, so don't worry, it'll come, barring some kind of major ride malfunction. The lower your boarding group number, the earlier in the day you'll be called back. It'll also give you an estimated return time, but be mindful that this changes often and depending how the ride is operating, it could be much sooner or much later. In my experience, most times, the callback time is earlier than anticipated, which can throw a wrench in your plans depending on what you're doing. You will typically have one hour to return to the attraction when your group is called. It's certainly not a bad idea to try to be in the section of the park where the attraction is located as your boarding group number gets closer to being called. If, for whatever reason, you can't make it back in time, don't despair. Explain your situation to the cast members at the attraction. You're not guaranteed to be able to get in, but if you're patient and polite, they have been known to be gracious. When waiting for the callback, keep your phone close because the My Disney Experience app will send you a push notification when your boarding group is called. And voila, you've mastered the virtual queue system. Again, if you weren't able to get in the 7am queue, don't despair. You will get a second chance to join the 1pm queue, and this one doesn't book up nearly as quickly. Now, to use Genie Plus, once the day actually starts and to continue booking lightning lanes as the day goes on, that's a little more complicated and it will require some work on your part to get the most bang for your buck. Now, on their website, when you make your lightning lane purchase, Disney says you can expect to book two to three lightning lanes during the day. And sure, this is true if you do absolutely no preparation. However, I'm going to give you some pointers to get more lightning lanes done during the day. Like I said, when 7 a.m. hits, you want to have your Genie Plus already purchased. Your Genie selections are made with your top rides pinned to the top of your tip board, and your fingers are ready to refresh and book your first selections. Now, all attractions are not created equal, and for the first lightning lane selection of the day, you should be selecting the attractions whose lightning lanes will book up first. The reason I say this is because if you book a lightning lane that is widely available throughout the day, first thing like It's a Small World, for example, and omit the ones that book up quickly, like Jungle Cruise, you are limiting your options for the rest of the day because one of two things will happen. One, the return time for those coveted attractions will be much later. Or two, there won't be any return times left, they will all be booked up. But if you book a high demand ride like Jungle Cruise or Peter Pan, and you're able to get a decent return time, you are maximizing the odds of getting the most out of your purchase. So which rides will book up first in the four parks? I already touched on the Magic Kingdom ones, but the two most likely to run out first are Jungle Cruise and Peter Pan, and to a lesser extent, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. This would normally include Splash Mountain, but it is currently closed being converted into Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is set to open in late 2024. I fully expect that this will shoot to the top of the list when it opens, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was an individual lighting lane and virtual queue system when it first reopens. As for the other Magic Kingdom attractions, they will all more than likely be available into the later evening. At Hollywood Studios, the top priority is by far, Slinky Dog Dash. This is the one that will book up first, and the lines are consistently long, with little to no shade. It's definitely worth your first selection. The others to prioritize should be Tower of Terror, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Roller Coaster, and Toy Story Mania. At Epcot, it's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Frozen Ever After, and Test Track. All the other rides at Epcot, like Soarin', Mission Space, Spaceship Earth, have availability well into the late evening. And at Animal Kingdom, there's Navi River Journey and Kilimanjaro Safaris, followed by Expedition Everest and Dinosaur. The others will be available well into the late evening as well. So the top rides for these parks are the ones you should be aiming to book first because like I said, their Lightning Lane times will be the first to run out. Another thing to note as well, if you were to go into the My Disney Experience app right now and pull up your tip board, you could see the current day return times for Genie Plus attractions. You would actually see a time for those rides that still have times left. First thing in the morning between 7 and 7.30, you will not see a time. This is a change Disney made earlier this year, and for the first half hour, you're going in blind and booking your top attraction first, but the return time will be a mystery until your Lightning Lane is confirmed. Hopefully, you are quick and you are able to get a return time within the first two hours of park opening. Now, this is the perfect time to bring up the 120-minute rule, and pay attention because this is very important. After you make your first selection of the day, you won't be able to make another selection until one of two things happen. One, 120 minutes or two hours have elapsed since the park has opened, or two, you have tapped into your first lightning lane. To put this in context, say I booked my first lightning lane right at 7am for Jungle Cruise and got a return time for 11.30, and then Magic Kingdom opened at 9. I wouldn't be able to make another Genie Plus selection until 11, as that is when two hours from when park opened. If my return time for Jungle Cruise was 9.30, as soon as I tap into the attraction, I would then be able to make my next selection. So the 120 minute clock starts when the park opens and applies for the rest of the day from that point forward. The trick is to try to get return times closer to the current time as the day goes on. To put that in context, say I tapped into Jungle Cruise at 9.30, I should make my next selection right away for the next ride I want to ride, even if the return time is not the best. Let's say for this example, I booked a Peter Pan's flight for 5 p.m. Having that selection automatically resets the 120 minute rule. From that moment, I make the second selection. Now, if I settle for this 5 p.m. time, that's a surefire way to maybe only get two or three Genie Plus attractions done for the day. But that's not you. At this time, you're going to update your tip board with the rides you have left to ride, and you're going to refresh. Refresh the screen over and over. As you do this, you'll likely see those times get later and later, but inevitably what will happen, someone somewhere in the park will cancel a lightning lane and you'll see a much earlier time pop up. If you're quick enough and are able to tap into that earlier time, you now have scored that earlier return window. That's how you're gonna maximize your Genie Plus purchase. So keeping with that example, say I selected a 5 p.m. time for Peter Pan, but I refreshed for a few minutes, and I was able to grab a time for 10.55. Well, that's perfect, because instead of waiting until 11.30 to make my next selection, as soon as I tapped into Peter Pan at 10.55, I was able to make my next selection. And then again, I, with that selection, I refresh for a better time. You do this as many times as you'd like, and you're much more likely to get multiple rides done via Genie+. Plus. That's the trick, to select another ride as soon as you tap into your current selection, or as soon as 120 minutes is up, whichever comes first, and then refreshing trying to get a better return time. Another thing to note too, is if the return time is only marginally better, say like 3.30 for example, it's still worth grabbing because this will not reset your 120 minutes. Modifying an existing selection does not reset the clock. Another thing I want to cover off is stacking. So I don't want to overcomplicate this concept, but essentially... You do have the ability to stack lightning lanes, meaning you can hold more than one at once. So for example, let's say you were visiting Magic Kingdom, but you knew you weren't going to be in the park until the afternoon. You could book a lightning lane first thing at 7 in the morning and then modify it to a later time as the return times get later. Let's say you book Jungle Cruise for 2 o'clock. Now, same rules apply. Once the park has opened for 2 hours and it opened at 9, for example, you could book another lightning lane two hours after park opens, so 11 o'clock. Let's say you booked your second one for 4 p.m. Two hours after you booked your second one, so now 1 p.m., you can book a third. Let's say this one is for 5 p.m. You could be holding two, three, or more lightning lanes at one time. You can also use this strategy for your second park if you're park hopping in the afternoon. You do have to be on top of your timings to use this strategy, but it can be effective depending on what you're wanting out of your park day. So there is definitely strategy involved here if you have an idea of how you want to structure your day and which rides you want to prioritize it will help you maximize the chances of checking those things off your list genie plus lightning lanes and virtual queues are not the be all end all though there will be downtime between your lightning lanes and this is when you can jump in a standby queue to get another ride done stop for a snack or a quick service meal or just walk around and enjoy being in the park what i will say is it's important to manage your expectations If you go in thinking you'll do absolutely everything in a day or that everything will go exactly as planned, you are likely to be disappointed. Rides break down at inopportune moments. It might rain all day. Inclement weather could close down the monorail or the skyliner or certain rides. A lot can go wrong. So if you go in expecting that things may not all go exactly as planned, you're much more likely to take things in stride. Again, I know that's easier said than done. Trust me. There is so much to see and do in the parks and it's impossible to see and do it all in one trip. That's one of the things I love the most about the parks is that there's always a reason to come back. With that said, hopefully this gives you a better understanding of Genie+, Lightning Lanes and Virtual Queues, and how to get these working for you. In a future episode, I'll get into some sample park days to illustrate how this is put into practice and some of the tips and tricks that have worked for us while navigating the parks. That will do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk Disney. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. I would also love it if you could take a moment to rate and review the show. This helps us reach more listeners and I love the feedback. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more magical content. Have a great day and we'll see you real soon.